0: You're tuned in to the Dab Podcast, hosted by Andrew Romanella and Anthony Rinaldi. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dab Podcast. You can visit our website, dabpodcast.com, and you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We just ask that when you're done, please share this podcast with a friend and leave us a rating and a review. It's showtime. show up, Yeah. To all the killers and the hundred dollar billers. For yeah, real, no because you who ain't got go down, no son. feelings. Eyes, feelings. I got this. I got this. Just watch I I got this. I I got you stuck off the realness. Hello, the hello, hello, and welcome world. in to the Dab Podcast, episode 74. I am your host, Andrew Romanella, and with me always, my partner, Mr. Anthony Rinaldi. Andrew, how
1: many Romanellos are on the mic tonight?
0: We only have one, one Rome this evening, Mr. Rinaldi
1: uh listen i get i get so excited to hear the rome squared show i figured i figured maybe one just have and jump on extra tonight
0: so many podcasts and shows you need to check out you got the dab podcast rome squared the rome show dab all these different places you can go but mr rinaldi the first one we always remind them of though is twitter and instagram
1: Social media.
0: You know you gotta go there Because it's at Dab Podcast On both of them You can go to the website I just mentioned it Dabpodcast.com You can get us So many different ways Just like Gmail com, Or Anchor Anchor.fm You can send us a voicemail Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify All that we ask Is when you're done Listening to this episode If you enjoyed it Please, please, please Share it with a friend And throw us a rate And a review
1: know, hey, I. I got, I got to call time out here, maybe BS on that hole-in-one, you know, if no one was there to see it.
0: <laughs> I know he said some guy
1: named Steve or Peter or Jerry.
0: Bobby from Frick, some there. city.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Freaky Bobby was over there watching him. He said he, he cheered him on, but uh, I find out that, that opening was hilarious. The, the urban poetry really, really got me going, Andrew, you guys. You guys really got it going over there,
0: that podcast network. So I have to ask you, right? Because what you're referencing, obviously, is if you head over to the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcast section of your life, and you go under Dab podcast, you'll see a show called Rome Squared, and on that show, myself and my brother decided that we would try and drop some beats, some rhymes, if you, if you may, okay? So my question to you, Anthony, right, when, when the people go over and they check out the Rome Squared and they check out the urban poetry, are they going to hear an Anchor.fm recording of you dropping some bars?
1: I I, I was inspired but well, I, I have to similar to your brother Rocky in this aspect it's probably not going to be good but I may have to give the people something a little funny to, to rock out to because I'm
0: just thinking like I'm assuming with two kids you probably have some funny kid bar rhymes that you could rap <laughs>
1: yeah between them and my, my love for the terrible Knicks organization another other terrible organization in New York right now I could probably come up with some funny rhymes
0: <laughs> yeah I'm in that same category with the Metropolitans <laughs>
1: I could combine some, some New York Knicks talk and some dirty diapers. I'll
0: probably rhyme pretty well. It's got to be the blue and the orange, but I, I just don't even want to go there with you because I want to talk Yankees first. I want to go with the baseball. We're we're in the middle of the July, Mister Rinaldi. The baseball hot stove is cooking. We are two weeks away from the trade deadline, and I feel like there's so many good teams out there, but yet there are so many teams with needs. And the one
1: and only trade deadline. As the new rules this year, Andrew, obviously, I believe it's what, July 31st? Yeah. Is the last attempt that you can get to, to better your franchise? Hard. And listen, uh, as a Yankee fan, I, I got to think that we're set up beautifully with our, with our offense, but that pitching staff, it really, uh, you know, it started to scare me, Andrew. I'm not liking what I'm seeing.
0: So are you of the belief, and I know we've dissected this a few different ways, but I've always said this to you, and we haven't spoken to each other in two weeks, so it has been a good amount of time. I'm of a belief that they need a starter, and I want to know if you're of that same belief or if you feel differently.
1: A starter, um, my problem with picking that, Andrew, is, who is that
0: starter? Like I, I heard Strowman thrown around last week, and I had not thought about that until that moment in time. And wow, one, I don't know if Toronto would do that in division; they probably would. Baseball works slightly differently. And two, man, and that's the guy. I, I'm a you know me. I'm a huge Strowman guy, and I, that might be the guy I, I I'd get souped up for.
1: Is that because he's like our height, five foot <laughs> Yeah,
0: honestly, probably 67% of the love is, is in that category.
1: Uh, you know, the, the only problem I've seen is that there's no real, you know, not ace type, but there's no one or number two type pitcher that's really available. Obviously, there's Bumgarner's available. I don't think he's, he's that same guy uh, that he was, what was that, 2015 when he did it? Yeah. So, that's been four years ago. I mean, Stroman's a nice player. Never had any sort of playoff uh, appearances. Same thing with this uh, Matt Matt Boyd at Detroit. That dude's never sniffed the playoffs in Detroit. Uh, I mean, turns out maybe Zach Wheeler, Noah well, Syndergaard. I the do. Mets.
0: I beg the differ on Stroman. Now it's not you're not going to be whoa, but he's thrown thirty and two thirds innings in the postseason, two thousand fifteen and two thousand sixteen. He has started a game in both the ALDS and twice in the ALCS. So um, he has been in World Series. He has been in playoff games. He's been in championship series games. Not a ridiculous amount. A total of five. It looks like five total. So probably eight overall or something like that. Six to eight overall. Um. Now, not 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 recklessly great stats. And let me give you this year's on Strowman. Then I'm going to look up Trevor Bauer, and I'm going to couple the Strowman question with a Trevor Bauer question because you said you don't feel like there are no number one types out there, but you don't feel like Bauer is even in that category. And then, well, he has a three two five ERA, but he's five and he's he's five and ten. He's throwing 110 innings. He was an All Star this year. He's given up 10 home runs, walked 34, 40 earned runs. What was your question?
1: No, I would just yeah. He's uh, he's a good player, and he he even said in his interview he gets stronger during the second half. You know, even last year, I believe he put up some solid numbers second half of the year. So, uh, but who's going to be kicking out of the rotation if he does, in fact, if the Yankees trade for somebody who's not named Madison Bumgarner? Uh, obviously, I don't think Max Scherzer's on the block uh, because no one's taking that forty million plus contract. But I'm thinking it was a CC because I mean the way Herman's pitching, uh, the way uh, J- James Pax is, he's coming around a little bit Tanaka you know he's your ace, so I guess I think CC be the odd man out. But I mean CeCe's that veteran presence. I mean he's been around the block and with with, with that bullpen all you gotta give me is five five of the five two thirds innings. I'm good to go.
0: Now I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I know the depth charts of every major league teams minor league system but what i would assume is if you're a team like toronto and you're or you're a team like cleveland or you're a team like san francisco or and you have players that you're looking to sell as people are going to put it and and in those categories we talk about these quote-unquote higher level arms my question becomes right if you're one of those teams, are you simply just looking for the best return in young talent and that's where you're going to go with that? Or are you thinking slightly about the fact that I don't know if I want to give it to a team in the AL East, so I might take a price cut if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays to trade a guy like Stroman to the Athletics as opposed to the Astros or something along those or as opposed to the Yankees. Because I don't want him in my division if he was to resign at that location.
1: That's you know, kind of the same bugaboo that the Yankee Mets have. Like they don't, The Mets, God forbid, don't want to have one of their players come to the pinstripes and succeed. Because that will just be an epic failure. But if I'm Toronto, I think you've got to extract the best package, you know, regardless of who, where it's coming from. Uh, if, if it happens to be the Yankees, then I think you've got to take the deal. Um, sure, it's gonna suck. You're, you're gonna see him 19 times. Uh, obviously, because I think the, obviously you won't see Strom 19 times, but you'll see him, you know, three or four starts for sure. But I think, like I said, if, if the package is there, if the prospects are what you need, and the Yankees have the best ones, I mean, why not try to get as much as you can from them? And the fact that it's you're in same conference, you know, the price tag is probably gonna be even a little bit heavier. You know what I mean?
0: Real quick, before we keep moving forward. All right, you got the Yankees have a five-game lead in the AL East, the Twins who have a six-game lead in the AL Central, and the Astros who have a a five-and-a-half-game lead in the AL West. I want you to do the the AL first, and we'll go through the AL. Of those three teams, if any, truthfully, do you believe one of them may squander that size lead?
1: I would think, and I'm still not sold on Minnesota, uh, Cleveland, if, if Carrasco comes back healthy, which I know it's, that's kind of a question mark. He hasn't pitched, I think, much at all this year. And they
0: decide not to sell.
1: Right, exactly. If, if, if Trevor Bauer stays on, on the Indians. I mean, the Indians are always – they're the constant team in the AL Central. I feel like they're always the cream of the crop. They're kind of like the St. Louis Cardinals, when the Cardinals were making those runs every year in the playoffs. Uh, and that division just been a, a, a dumpster fire. I mean, besides the year Casey won the World Series against your Mets – uh, I don't think Minnesota's for real, so uh, I think they could squander that lead. I think, I think Houston will figure it out once they get healthy. and obviously, I hope my Yankees figure it out with the pitching staff and continue to roll.
0: And the NL's not as much fun, so I'll give it to you in this manner, okay? Who wins the AL? Excuse me. Who wins the NL Central? The Cubs have a two-game lead on the Cardinals right now, but only a two and a half game lead as well on the Brewers. And B. Of these teams, who is your belief for the wild card? The Nationals, the Cardinals, the Phillies, or the Brewers?
1: Before, I just happened to check out the standings. I had no idea that, that jumped the Phillies. Yeah. Talk, talk about right? that dumpster fire. Yeah, a
0: lot of people talk about how, how the good baseball the Nationals have been playing recently. And I told you early, man, the Phillies weren't getting as good as people thought they were going to be. My pick, the Braves. Yeah, they're, they should run away with that, I mean, that. That division is terrible. Seven and a half, they're up right now. Yeah, the two worst teams in
1: baseball, Mets and the Marlins. That's just a dig of your squad, Andrew. Oh, um, no. I know. I, for... Chicago's going to blow it, obviously. Andrew. Okay. They're, the only, they're the only option. All right. But I, th- I, I, think, I think Milwaukee will be big buyers at the trade deadline. And I think they're going to be the ones that will jump St. Louis at the two and a half. There's only a half game out. Okay. And, I, think I and you know, they got, they got my boy Yelich. I think the Hebrew Hammer still plays every day, right? Right, I, I,
0: I agree with you on Milwaukee. I really do. I, I've said it from the beginning. I just think they're one of those teams. They could repeat. They could do something special.
1: And I mean, listen, it wasn't earth shattering decisions. It's the lowest game lead in the division for the Cubs. So, by default, you would think they, they there's a chance they blow it. But you know, Theo, he's going to be a buyer at the trade that line. Absolutely. He's going, he's going to
0: do whatever he can to get, to get that team to the spot. 100%.
1: They're not going to, they can use a starter. Their starter rotation's kind of getting.
0: All right. right. Two shout outs here. Well, not shout outs, but just two things we want to mention uh, on the baseball front before we get to our headlines and fan write ins, okay? One, uh, a good memory, and one super sad, but something that we have to say and we have to mention. So I'll go sad first, okay? Um, Tyler Skaggs, who uh, tragically passed away, the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim starting pitcher, um, tragically passed away in his hotel room. It's just a super sad story. Well, the Angels had a Tyler Skaggs night uh, out in Anaheim on July 12th. And that night, every single player on the field wore a 45 uniform. And that night, the Angels pitching staff combined for a no hitter to beat the Seattle Mariners. And on top of that, that was the first no hitter thrown in the state of California since July 13th, 1991, which. That date happened to be the day that Tyler Skaggs was born. So kind of, I mean, it gives me chills down my spine, Anthony, giving you that story out loud. But, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to the Skaggs family, to the Los Angeles Angels organization, to the family and friends of of Tyler. Super sad, but I do love that the game of baseball, the baseball gods, um, and the Los Angeles angels, their fans and the family of Tyler were able to, to enjoy that crazy and super, super special moment.
1: Yeah. And, you know, not to, not to, you know, beat the morbid Trump, but being a parent, you never want to have to bury your child. You always hope that they would bury you. And I can't imagine, you know, losing your 27 year old son, you know, kind of just out of nowhere, you know, obviously he was healthy. He was a ball player. Uh, he got you know regular routine you know routine physicals, so definitely a shock to the the whole LA nation out there. And I mean, a game of baseball is just something special, Andrew. And you, you know this because you played it your whole life. But I mean, they score seven runs in the first inning. They score a total of thirteen for the game. Obviously, his birthday seven thirteen. Mike Trout hits a four hundred and fifty-four foot bomb of a home run on the first pitch he sees. Obviously, his number is forty-five. I mean, there's just so many little innuendos in that game. His mother throws a, a heater of a strike as the first pitch, a former softball player. So she's the athlete in the family, obviously. And it's just, like you said, it's super sad. But when you see something like that, it's something so organic as laying the jerseys down on the mounds. I mean, it's an image that obviously you'll see for years to come it will win awards. The team is obviously, they're probably not going to do much this year when it comes to playoff baseball, but... It's just a heartwarming story, Andrew, just something something that they'll remember. And at least they'll have that, you know, kind of to to put a cap on their son's uh, amazing life.
0: On the flip side of baseball history, something that people believe that is never going to happen again was the 56-game hit streak that Joe DiMaggio had. And in 1941, on July 16th, which is the day that, as people know, Anthony and I record the Dab Podcast to put it out for you on Wednesday. So, in, I think that was our first podcast, 1941. It was. So pretty crazy that it's a, it's a combined anniversary here. So shout out to us as well. Um, if we were on the Rome Squared show, we'd have in the background. There
1: you right. go. <laughs> we're, makeshift. We're,
0: we're makeshift to Dab Podcast. Yeah, right, 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 right. So... Uh, So July 16th, 1941, the anniversary of Joe DiMaggio, 56-game hit streak. And to me, man, if you're somebody that doesn't know anything about that, like that is unbelievably hard. And shout out to Joe uh, up in heaven right now. Listen, man, for you to do that and for you to be locked in that many games in a row to get a base hit, something that we'll never, ever probably see again. I
1: don't think anybody will ever play 56 straight games again. It's true. the way the load management is done these days but you're right as a a yankee fan you know my father i grew up my father and my uncle used to always talk about how all the all the great yankee you know all the yankee lore of their history and that's what kind of makes them one of the best franchises in all the sports is because their history is so rich up and down the line and 56 games with a hit again you know you see i I forgot who came close who was it? it was like 40 some games i think I think that was a few years ago. where It was combined. I remember
0: Dan Ugla had a streak one time, like recently so too. Yeah, it was
1: like both seasons. Like it, one of them came at the end of the season, and then he so started. it. There started was the next season. I
0: remember a few like thirties and some sprinkled yeah. in there. Yeah,
1: there's. I feel like baseball has so many, so many that aren't won't get broken. I mean, no one's will ever. No one's gonna even come close to breaking Cal Ripken's Iron Man. Like oh. as you're talking about with the load management.
0: No, and I don't think 300 wins is really going to be a plateau that pitchers reach anymore either.
1: Right. I mean, 3,000 hits kind of is like the – 3,000 hits and 3,000 Ks are kind of like the, the marquee stats. Like and you 500 get those, home runs. Yeah, that too. If, if you get to that, I mean, with, although I feel like, you know, for years to come we're going to have this asterisk talk about these, these juice ball scenarios, Andrew. I don't know how you feel. Obviously, you're, you know, since you're a, a, a home run pitcher – home run derby pitcher, you you were touching all these baseballs, do they feel different to you? Like, is this something that uh, is is seriously going to be talked about? That they're juicing the balls?
0: Well, the Can-Am League baseballs and independent baseballs in general are going to be different than what Major League Baseball has. Now, we do get Rawlings baseballs like Major League Baseball, but... I don't know, truthfully. I mean, I do think that um, more home runs than ever being hit in ways that have never been seen before, like guys that, pardon my French, ass out, not in a good position to hit a baseball, but flicking their wrists and getting barrel and hitting balls 380 out of the park. That's not normal, and I get it, right? People can make the argument about the training and stuff like that. Well, all I want, though, and is Major League Baseball to come out and say, hey, we did X, Y, and Z to the baseballs, and that's why this is happening. Because that was the problem with the steroid era, right? No one came out and said, hey, this is what we're doing, so this is why Major League Baseball is this way. Instead, they made it seem like, oh, wow, we can't believe all these players did steroids, yet we were kind of allowing it and facilitating it because we knew it was bettering our game. All right, So
1: does MLB own Rawlings? Yes. The company that makes the baseballs. So
0: Correct. They, they probably get the mad scientists in there figuring out the... Facts.
1: The, 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 the weight of the ball, what the spin rate this, that, the other thing. And they but control their
0: own narrative.
1: Right, exactly. And, I mean, listen, they, they were interviewing Mark McGuire and he had Andrew sitting in his locker. If anybody did a Google search back then, you find out that's a, that's a muscle answer. So yep. I was like, hello, what are we doing here, folks? But, listen, MLB's in a, in a great state regardless uh I mean, some dude hit 91 home runs in one night, derby. So I don't – you can tell me the balls aren't juiced. I'm going to tell you, the bats are probably juiced as well. I mean, you see every bat has that, like, lacquer on it. It's like that like that color. Like, it's like a – it's almost like a not, – not like a glue, but not like pine tar, but it's – am I right? Like, you've seen it. Like, all these bats are shiny. They have, like, this thicker lacquer on it. Is that helping the balls get out of the park? Ah, who the hell knows?
0: Yeah, I just think at the end of the day – Something's probably going on, and baseball is going to never tell you. <laughs> I, think, I just think, you know, I think that's what we've learned. Like, history is going to keep repeating itself. No, these people aren't going to change. It is still all about the money. And at the end of the day, that's where their heart lies. End of story.
1: I want to see, see Ash in the Hall of Fames for all these juice baseballs getting hit out of the ballpark.
0: Well... I, I don't know because then you're going to have to go back and you're going to asterisk all a lot of other things happening in Major League Baseball history. <laughs> I think, you know, it's.
1: That's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down. Exactly.
0: It, 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 100%. All right, listen. And we both have fan write ins and headlines this week on the Dab podcast. I know that excites you.
1: I love my headlines.
0: I know you do. I know you do. So we'll, 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 we'll pop the music on, the fun tunes. You can get dancing right in your little studio right now and we can get going, okay? Give it to me. All right, let's go. So we're going to start first though letting you know that this headline segment and fan writing segment is sponsored by Dig Me Nation. You can head over to nation.com. You can buy some of the best clothes, apparel, hats that you can buy for this summer. And when you do Go to the cart and get ready for purchase. Get ready for checkout. You can use promo code DigTheDab. That's D double A B Dig the Dab. And you'll receive 30% off of your next person at Digme Nation Purchase, excuse me, at DigMeNation.com. Listen, the guy in the co- tie, get geared up for the rest of your summer. Head over to digme nation.com. Use the promo code DigTheDab. Receive 30% off of your next purchase. Mr. Rinaldi, you're not going to be surprised that the fan write-in for this week comes from your boy, Mr. John Gutty, the Gutty Guttington. Okay. I know uh,
1: how we missed his excellent knowledge I know. in, the realm, in, the, in the realm of sports.
0: I know you missed it, and I was like, you know, when I saw the write-in come through, and I'm like, this makes me laugh because we, I love continuous... Supporters of shows, I, I that fires me up. Like that's half the reason, right? Why we do this thing. So the gutty, gutty, Gutterington, he gets me fired up. So he wrote in and said, "This Domingo, period." Now he's—you can tell he's serious. Now, all right, seven Ks, six and a third innings, four hits, one earned run. Do you believe that's going to happen?
1: Listen, we need him to be Luis Severino light, and that's who he's been. And I'm hoping that his little injury stint was a blessing in disguise, because God forbid these pitchers go a certain amount of innings. Andrew, they put a lot, innings limit on all these young arms, and so they're probably going to put him on the you know, on the shelf, or he's not going to be pitching. You know, come some big some big time spots because he's going to reach a certain number. But he's he came off the DL and he started. Or, I'm sorry, the IL, and he bounced right back to what he was before he went on the IL, and he's crushing it, and he's. He's kind of been our pseudo-ace, you know, besides Tanaka. He's been the one guy that Yankee fans can rely on.
0: Now, is that stat line what he threw the other night?
1: It could be. I have no clue. It sounds right.
0: We probably should have done the research on that, but I thought it would be way more fun if we didn't do the research on that.
1: Listen, I'm going to say it was the stat Why would you, I mean, he's not as good as us, and he can't call the stat line like we do, and what do you got?
0: No, you're right. And he's not throwing tonight, I tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: true. No, I well, don't know. Maybe it's his well, next start. Give
1: me the next headline, and I'll, I'll
0: figure out his line for you. Well, we will. Okay, we'll go to the next headline, which is this. All right, so I found this cool stat. Obviously, ESPN kills it for everybody. And I was like, dude, we got to bring this to Dab Podcast Nation. Okay, so check this. In LeBron James' career, okay, he's averaged 27 points, 7 rebounds, Seven assists a game. Okay, he's played 1437 games in his career. Why that's crazy is not just because that stat line is redonkulous, Mr. Rinaldi, but also in LeBron James' career, he has never once finished a single game and with that stat line. How crazy is that? I mean, who what kind of nerd had to sit through
1: all the <laughs> games all the game logs to figure out? How many? You know, what I mean, no. That's, I mean, talk about just ironic and, and coincidental numbers. I think that's that's amazing that he's never had that twenty-seven-seven and seven line before. But that's I mean, probably the first thing he's gonna do after out of the gate. Now that, now, that there's a stat, LeBron knows it's a stat, he'll figure out to, a way
0: to get it done. Yeah, he's gonna somehow this year he's gonna he's gonna get twenty-seven-seven and seven. And we're all, and he's going to the crazy thing is, you're right, dude. He's going to do it on purpose. <laughs> he's good. NBA, man,
1: that's, that's, that's it's 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 going to be a crapshoot this year, Andrew. We're going to have a lot of dab talking about NBA basketball, I feel
0: like. And I'm just confirming De, Domingo Hermon throws Wednesday night. See, this is why your boy John Gutty Guttington is locked into the dab podcast. He wouldn't give the people something that happens when. They can listen to us talk about it after it's already happened. They want to. He wants to give people the foresight of what's going to happen, it's, and it's, he's letting them know. It, that was his line last game, by the way. That, six innings, seven strikeouts. That's, and he's what do you got in himself, I think, a little bit. On 7 p.m. Wednesday night, John Gutty-Guttington run, runs in here with the six and a third, seven Ks, four hits, two runs. What do you got? Wow. Big
1: quality start, Domingo. That's all I have.
0: I'm going to move forward here because I think this next story is hilarious. I don't know if you've heard this yet, but if you haven't, I'm going to play some audio for you right now, okay? Tiger Woods was being interviewed at the British Open, and he was talking about how Brooks Kepka, he had texted him about maybe doing a practice round at the British Open, and Kepka, as Tiger describes it, never responded. Take a listen to this.
1: said, hey, dude, you don't mind if I... You no, Tiger Long and play a practice
0: round. I've heard nothing. <laughs> He's heard nothing. How about that, Mr. Rinaldi? Brooks Ke- Kepka? stiffing Tiger Woods.
1: Dude, totally ghosted him, man. Like, Tiger was trying to slide his DMs, and Brooks was having none of it. I D- mean, that's, that's Tiger Tiger Woods, yo. That's the, that's the goat in your sport. He wants to play a practice round with you? I mean, I don't know, Andrew. That's interesting. Maybe maybe Brooks Kepka didn't get an international plan out there and he didn't want to pay the extra roaming fees for that
0: text message. Do you think it's cool for Tiger Woods to believe that he can ask or even any professional athlete to ask another professional athlete to pay a practice round in a major with them to get the lie because he knows Brooks Kepka has played the course before? I don't know. It's
1: a, it's a, I think it's an interesting strategy. You know, Tiger's very uh, – he's a smart golfer he's very um, what's the word I'm looking for meticulous when it comes to golf sure so I, I think if he want you know he knows Kepka's hot right now and, you know he's I think he's won four of the last 10 majors so you know that's like so that's like Tiger woods type precedence that he's setting down I think Tiger realizes that you know he kind of wants to get into he wants to he, he wants to make sure Brooks Kepka yeah, he's in Brooks Kepka's rearview mirror he wants to make sure Brooks sees him you know so I think that was kind of tiger maybe want to do a little strategy maybe Brooksy uh, he's my best Joe Girardi there, adding a Y to his name. Before or, the, IE, if that's the way you want to spell it. I think maybe he was like, you know what, Tiger? I'm not going to answer you. I'm, I'm not going to play with you give, you, give give up some of my secrets, some some of my playing skills. So we'll have to deal with that on the course on Sunday. I, I'm not going to give you any heads up on my game and what I'm thinking. So maybe that was kind of behind the mindset. Because Brooks, he, he's a little weird cat, you know? He's a little bit out there, as most golfers are.
0: Before we put the end to this headlines who you got in that British Open.
1: Oh, I mean, it's hard to go against Brooks Kepka four out of ten majors. I mean, the dudes are on fire. But it's something about playing over there in these European courses. Unless this for is a time.
0: teaser alert for something later.
1: First time it's been in, I think, Ireland in a long time. It's probably going to rain. It's probably like 50 degrees there. So I don't want to take Tiger with his cranky back. So Mickelson's fasting for days, not eating food, losing weight left and right. <laughs> i 'm gonna go with I'm going
0: go to hometown favorite it's kind of a chalk pick but I'm
1: gonna go with Rory wow do it for do it for your country man you know kids wow. gotta step
0: up kids gotta step up this is it there you go I, I I I think it's gonna be Kepka I think it's just one of those years where he's gonna take home multiple and we're gonna go home talking about how he has the next opportunity to be the next Tiger Woods 10 years down the line I think it is. And I think that I love his sauce, man. You know what? I'm yeah. not gonna respond to you, Tiger. Yeah, how about that mental game? Uh, that's right. F you Tiger. It's Always. mental warfare out here, Tiger. This is my this is my tour now.
1: Listen, if Tiger's there, if Rory's there, if Kepka's on Sunday, if, if this is a close battle, the rays will be through the roof and you know, you'll see a good you'll see on Sunday, that's for sure.
0: Those are your headlines here on the Dab Podcast, brought to you by Dig Me Nation. We are the official sports podcast of the guy in the tie. Head over to digmenation.com. At your checkout, use the promo code DIGTHEDAB. That's A B, and you'll receive 30% off your next purchase. That's digmenation.com, promo code Dab. Listen, I came into the headlines, and originally with four headlines for you, but then I decided my last one is just such a good topic that I want to leave it for discussion because I, I don't necessarily agree with the whole thing. So so we're going to flip the football here. I just need you to be prepared for the footy, footy, footy ball. Football.
1: It's right around the corner. It
0: is. And it, and it got me excited because... I was listening to the radio the other day, and they mentioned that the Broncos start camp on the 17th, and I'm like, wow. And then all of a sudden, Twitter popped off because Madden came out with its 2020 QB ratings. Now, listen, man, we're talking about a video game, but at the end of the day, people love Madden, and they take this shit seriously, right? Like, they care.
1: And and every athlete is insecure.
0: Sure, sure. So... They come out with their QB ratings, and, and I, do you want me to run through the whole 10-person list that I have here and then dissect it, or do you want me to give you the top five? How do you want me to do this? Listen, it's, it's your show, pal. You can do what you want. All right. It's our show, but I got it. Ready? Here it is. Patrick Mahomes, 97. Tom Brady, 96. Philip Rivers, 94. Drew Brees, 92. Andrew Luck, 92. Russell Wilson, 91. Aaron Rodgers, 90. Matt Ryan, 89. Ben Roethlisberger, 85. Lastly, Cam Newton, 84. I have so many questions.
1: Do you, Andrew? How many questions do you got? Uh,
0: three, okay? And here's the first okay. one. Philip Rivers, 94, third best.
1: He's a window throw.
0: Do, are, do, do we believe that Philip Rivers should be ranked above a Andrew Luck and an Aaron Rodgers? Um... I get it's year to year, but, like, come on. Like, come really?
1: On. It, by looking at it on paper, you're looking at it like, like Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers is sneaky good. Uh, he's inconsistent, and he, he plays most of the games. You know, like it, Harry Rogers, hurt, Andrew Lux, her. You know, so, sure, I can see. You know, I mean, how are you going to put – I get it. He's the MVP, but is, is Pat Mahomes really better than the GOAT? I mean, sure, he's faster in real life. He's got a better arm. But, like, it's Tom Brady. You know I mean? Like, for him to be higher than Tom Brady, it's kind of com- not comical because, like I said, it's a video game. And obviously, they're going off, you know, it's a whole metric of stats. But it's all funny games. These young Thundercats in the league, they played
0: the a game. But that doesn't bother me that much, though, when we're talking about, like, ratings of skill. Like, Patrick Mahomes, if he's one point ahead of Tom Brady. That doesn't bother me, right? As much as, like, Philip Rivers being two points under Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just... You just don't like Philip Rivers. I points. just, I'm mind-blown by that. I'm, I'm also, like, you know, I, I do think that, like, there's not... and oh, Okay, so the second question I have is, right? Okay, I told you I had three questions. All right, so the first one was Philip Rivers 94. The second question is, are there really n- that many not good quarterbacks in the NFL that we're looking at Cam Newton as the 10th best QB. And I think we all know what our feelings kind of are on Cam Newton.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, there's probably a lot of middling quarterbacks. Like I mean, where's, where's Carson Wentz now? You know, where, where are the young guys, Sam Arnolds, the Josh Rosen's the Josh Allen's, you know, where's Kirk cousins. Like, you know, obviously I think I heard Eli's got a pretty, a pretty low number as a quarterback. Um, so, I, I, if you if look at it, what is it, 30? How, how many teams are in the league? 32? Mm-hmm. So, obviously there's only 32 of them in the world that are starting quarterbacks. Uh, so, yeah, there's going to be some pretty bad ones, I guess. Uh, the, the, top, the top 30% of them are uh, you know, in the 90s, the top 10, and then the rest, you know. I, I'm, I find it funny when, when guys like Keenan Allen you know, are sitting in his car driving home, eating a cheeseburger, talking about how he's upset about his speed ranking and his ability and his awareness, you know? It's like, really? Like, like is that what we're going with? But, hey, the guy's got guy's to chatter about something. Got to get the blood pumping early in training camp. Maybe it's a low Madden score. Gets it gets everybody fired up.
0: And I'm reading some of these comments. Brady and Rivers, way too high. Dak and Deshaun should definitely be on this list. Where's Jared Goff? Should he be over Ben Roethlisberger? What about Baker Mayfield? Oh, I mean, some valid valid questions you're seeing here. And I would agree. Like, a guy like Jared Goff, I might put him in my top 15, but I don't know if I'd put him in my top 10. I'd think about it. Like, maybe in a year I'd put him in the top 10. Maybe in a year I'd put Baker Mayfield in the top 10, you know? But I don't know if right now I'd put them in that category. I don't even know if I'd... Like, I would stretch, but I'd put Jared in the top 15. I don't know if I'd put Baker Mayfield in the top 15. However, like, I think he's better than a Dak Prescott. I think he's better than a Mitchell Trubisky. I think he's better than a Sam Darnold. I think he's better than a Josh Allen. I think he's better than all of those guys. So, I do think he pans out to be over time a top 10 QB. Can't argue those, Angel.
1: Can't argue those. You know?
0: Well, the last... Go ahead. I haven't played Madden in years. Yeah, me neither. That's, it's so <laughs> funny that you were saying that because it's like it's funny that we're talking about the ratings but at the end of the day. But it really just made me think about the QB position in general, and it really just made me think about how there is a lack of, of QB depth in the NFL right now, and it's kind of crazy because you look at that list and it gives you that. So one of the QBs uh, that we had just mentioned that wasn't in the top 10 but is somebody that is kind of on the fringe of being a franchise-type, quarterback that people believe in every single day to win a championship, and that's Dak Prescott. And he's in a category and a group of four guys that I've written down right now, Ant, that we talked about a little bit in the pre-show. And a lot of people, even if they don't know, they'll know now, is these guys are what we believe do for contracts. Okay, Jadavion Clowney's on this list, who if you haven't been listening to Sports Talk Radio recently, you would have heard that he did not sign a long-term deal before the date in which he was allowed to so the only time the only thing he can play for next year is the franchise tag so that's interesting there in houston melvin gordon looks like he might be holding out a camp about his long-term deal we do know that uh, ezekiel elliott is due for a contract extension and there's talks there but we also do know as we just mentioned, Dak Prescott as well. So that category of four, Mr. Rinaldi, is what you have to work off of. So of those four guys, my question to you is, who gets the first contract out of those guys, and, and do you believe that's going to be on the same team they currently wear the uniform for?
1: I'd have to think, just because he's a crazy owner, and you gotta pay, you got to pay up for his position because it's the number one position in the game. And that's Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott. It's scary to me to think that he, this guy's – and I watch a lot of Cowboys games. i was say it's uh, one of our bitter rivals. i the a Giant fan. My father, diehard Cowboy fan. So I got to hear from him every season. Uh, but I, I just don't know – they're talking about having to pay Dak upwards of like in the high 20s, almost $30 million on a long-term contract. And, and then you got to sign Zeke and you just signed DeMarcus uh, – uh, the, the Marcus Lawrence to a long contract. I mean, is is Jerry Jones really going to go down that that road with Dak Prescott?
0: And are you I, I, are you valuing that high because it is the quarterback position? Because for me, in that spot, I'd value like a Jadavion Clowney over those four guys.
1: Right, and obviously, edge rusher is the next most important behind the quarterback. Although apparently, they're going to call Jadavion J- J- Clowney.
0: A, so, linebacker? a linebacker. What is he that?
1: He took 33 snaps last year. A linebacker. I think it took like a thousand at the end. So Unreal. That makes complete sense.
0: This is just them trying to be again about the money.
1: Right, and the, the NFLPA is going to come down hard on the on the owners for that. And that's just that's just them trying to save two three million bucks, which is almost comical in the long run when they're making like basically probably five hundred million a season. They're going to pitch and moan about two three million extra that they, they got to pay this guy,
0: but. So, so you I
1: think, I, and I think the running back position is going to be devalued. So I think Melvin Gordon, true, even if even if he tries to pull a Levy on Bell and hold out, because you saw Levy on Bell would have made more money if he signed that original deal.
0: Yeah, with, what with he, the
1: Steelers last or two seasons ago. Yeah, he ended but, up with what
0: four years, fifty two point five with the Jets.
1: Yeah, like so I think it was like he would have signed with the with the, I think the the Pittsburgh for fifteen or sixteen million a year. And I think with the Jets he signed it for like twelve or thirteen a year. It comes out to be something like that. I mean, he didn't lose much in the grand scheme of things, but he still lost money, which in football, when you have a short career, you know, your window's not that much to make your, you know make all those th- hundreds of millions of dollars. You have to take what you can when you get it. So I-, I, don't think, I don't think the Chargers, It's like, again, you saw with Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner just came in and filled in admirably, and Pittsburgh really didn't get a beat in the running back position. So does San Diego want to pay Melvin Gordon all that money? I don't know. Uh, that seems to be kind of the crux and the crossroads they find themselves at. And I think you're going to see Melvin Gordon pull Olivia Bell and hold out, if not the whole season, at least half.
0: Well, and you saw the other Los Angeles team give Todd Gurley four years and and 57-and-a-half last year. You think so? I mean, running backs are getting paid right now out of nowhere.
1: I mean, he's bagged up. Uh, I mean, he he, he started off strong last year. I mean, he didn't finish very strong. And that was kind of a concern for L.A. Uh, but, I mean, do you regret paying them? Probably not. But I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting because like, you got to pay Zeke. I don't think he's going anywhere, uh, unfortunately. As a I guy, agree with man. that. But there's
0: can't. no other organization that will deal with the crap that Zeke makes his organization deal with. Right. The Cowboys right. are the prime organization for that
1: they love
0: they, they like the Mets they love the headlines they do well and listen so, so you'll out of that four you'll take Dak to get paid first and I'll take the J.J. J- J- on Clowney yeah I think Houston's stupid I mean I really do I mean <laughs> Like, you dude, not, you mean going into a season without a GM? Uh, yeah, well, well, that's dumb. And then, like, look at it. When, Jay, when JJ Watt was getting hurt, which has been every year, the last three years, Jadavion Clowney has literally been the force on your defense when people knew that he was the number one option for you. And he was still putting the pressure he was on the quarterback that he was in the last three years. Just pay the man. Let him be a staple for your organization and then move forward with an opportunity in the Super Bowl window. Cause you actually have a capable quarterback, even though your head coach may be an idiot. And I don't know if I trust Bill O'Brien and what he's doing over there. Sorry. We are, but it is what it is. They just need to figure that Jadavion clowning situation out and, and what's going on in their front office.
1: You never want to be the guy after the guy. That was Bill O'Brien at Penn state. He, you have to follow in Paterno's footsteps. So obviously, that was that was never going to shake uh, down anything because that 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 whole town up there, as I know, is is Joe Paterno heaven. So no matter who steps in that role, they wouldn't they. And, uh, he, he goes to us after one year to go to the NFL. You can't blame him. Uh, that was his true calling. But if you're Davion J- 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 Clowney, how do you go and play for for Bill O'Brien? It's, it's the news is out there that he's the one who was kind of rebuffing the G, the whatever the interim GM, whoever like the owner wants to pay Clowney, but the coach was like, "No, nah, like we don't have to pay him that kind of money." Like so, obviously Clowney's gonna he's gonna hear about that, and how do you report to camp knowing that your coach isn't gonna go back to you? You know what I mean? So that's gonna be an interesting little dynamic. So we'll see if he holds out. But I think I think you're right. I think I think if Houston they're kind of a dumb organization, so they'll they'll pay a little extra to get him in camp.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's gonna be curious to see. What what happens down there? And you know, I was just flipping through my notes, right? And obviously uh in the back of my mind is like, you know, we got a what do you got pick coming up and I'm thinking about what my what do you got pick's gonna be and I you know, I wanna make a good pick, and then I'm like, you know, what's the score of what do you got? And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not even there yet. Because before we get there, there's just, there's just one more thing I'm super fired up about that I got to get to. And that's Russell Westbrook. Because I, I had gone on and on about how Russell Westbrook was the reason the Thunder weren't winning a championship. And now I'm not going to come on these airwaves and, and scream and yell that I'm unhappy about the trade. Because I'm not. I'm okay with it. I'm cool with what happened. I'm cool at George going to L.A. And I'm cool at Russ going to Houston. I'm cool with it all. But now I just need to know what the next step is for OKC. And I'm really curious to see how that Houston team plays and what OKC does with Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, that, oh man, as soon as I saw that, as soon as the Kawhi trade, the Kawhi nonsense came down and playoff P bailed, I was just like, okay, there you go. Blow it up. Let's go, Sam Presti. Time to make your moves. Give it to everybody. Fire sale. Everybody must go. And I thought about it, like, wow, maybe the Knicks should get Russell Westbrook. I was like, nah, you know, Knicks need to do it the right way and rebuild through the draft and just stay young and just suck for years to come. But I I couldn't wait to hear what you had to think about this, because I know you're an OKC fan. Um,
0: I love that they have all the picks. I love that.
1: It's going to be interesting to see in Houston how Russell Westbrook and Harden, you know, coexist because they both kind of need the basketball in their hands, so... And the CP3 thing, it's, uh, that, that guy seems to be – I don't want to call him a cancer in a locker room because he, I mean, he seems to be loved. I know he's part of the NBA, PA, and all that fun stuff. I think he's the president.
0: Next coming um, a mellow right there.
1: You think so? Just a, a castaway?
0: Yeah, I do.
1: I, I have to agree. I, I think OKC okay, is so going to try to move him as well.
0: Yeah, you start to care so much about yourself, you, you stop, people stop wanting to have you on their basketball team.
1: It means you want to do more State Farm commercials.
0: Right. Well, hey, listen, I I ain't mad at you for getting your coin. I'm not. Like, go get the bag. Go grab your dollar bills. I'm not mad at you for any of that stuff. But when you start hindering your play, your ability to stay healthy, your ability to produce at the level that we need you to produce at to win a championship while also us spending an astronomical amount, a dollar figure on you. Well, you know, I don't need that in OKC, and that is very comparable to Carmelo Anthony, especially when you do get into a locker room finally, and then you're a me guy, and you just want the basketball in your hand, and you're beyond that point of your career. You're still good. You're still good enough to be on a championship-caliber team, but you're not good enough to lead, and you're not good enough, I don't think. And you can tell me if I'm wrong, Ant, but I I just don't think the talent level is there to still demand that.
1: Yeah. Listen, we were one game away, you know, Game Seven, in Houston. Chris Paul, you know, blows out his his knee, and that was all she wrote for that. is the year for Houston? Uh, clearly, they couldn't make it work. They wanted to build around James Harden. He's their goat. He's he's their guy. You know, CP3. Just I don't know, Daryl Morey's, I think you know, this guy just swings their fences, and he's, he's he's like the Chris Davis from from the Baltimore Orioles. It's either a home run or a strikeout. And uh the the James Harden, the James Harden C P three uh era came you know came to a crashing end. Those two didn't see eye to eye. But frankly, uh, I'm gonna say it's really the coach. You know, Dan is not his his scheme is not meant for the playoffs. He know, uh, he just talk about load management, he just he 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 grinds you down to to your to your nothing and then you happen to lose in the playoffs. So I I don't think in a year where the Western Conference is up for grabs, Andrew, I don't think what Russell Westbrook and James Harden
0: is going to get it done for us. I agree 100%. And you know how important those bench pieces are and how deep going into your bench is. And that's why on you know, in the Eastern Conference side with what Philadelphia did with Ben Simmons I found so interesting because I get why they did it. I'm just nervous because of his development as a perimeter shooter at the NBA level. And I get it, right? Now you have a core four of guys that they believe for the next four years are locked up. They can move forward together. And Alpha Horford, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, great. It's all great stuff. But if Simmons doesn't take that next step in development, then you're just stuck as a, on the on the carousel of being a second-round-and-out NBA basketball team, which is a no-fun fi- no place to be. I
1: mean, Ben Simmons... I mean, that, he better go buy his agent something nice for working that contract out. I mean, the dude can't hit a 12 foot jump shot, and yet he's got a nice max deal. But hey, a 6 foot 10 dude who can handle the ball, and who really dominates down low, that's something, that, that's something you can't pass up. And he's what? I think he's 23 years old. So signing him to a five year deal, you're obviously going to get him in the prime of his career. Hopefully, he works on his jump shot for you. But, I mean, the NBA, I, I hope my son can knock that develop a knockdown jump shot, Andrew, because people get paid in the NBA.
0: Well, even think about it. He doesn't have a knockdown jump shot, and he's still an all-star in the NBA. That's pretty impressive.
1: You're right. Like I said, I mean, not many times you can have a 6'10 gazelle who can handle the ball, who's got great court vision. and who he, I mean, listen, he does finish around the rim, uh, but he still needs to work on that. After. He needs to develop an outside shot.
0: Listen, people, this is a fun time of the year because you have every sport matriculating. You have... Baseball in the middle in the heart of their season with the trade deadline coming up. The NBA is more fun in the offseason than it is in its regular, regular season. Football minicamp is starting and is right around the corner. It feels like it's always hockey season, so that, that's always happening. We, we have a plethora of things going on on the Dab Podcast Network, so it just sounds to me, Ant, like everyone needs to keep tuning in moving forward. It's,
1: it's only going to get crazier, like so, you said. Baseball's heating up, playoffs, football's around the corner, basketball and hockey will kick, be kicking off before we even know it. And, and they said to the dog of the summer, I'm boring for sports, Andrew. Come on.
0: I need you now to give the people something to watch this week before they get the 75th installment of the Dab Podcast. In history's past, we've tended to call this segment, What Do You Got?,
1: what do you got? All right, Andrew, I was going to go with the golf. We kind of teased it a little earlier with the, the headline news about T.W. getting stiff, stiff spot Brooks Kefka. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the diamond. And I want to watch a matchup of your, of your NL, of your NL rivals. The, the Nationals versus Braves. Wow. They're hot. They're hot right now, Andrew. The Nationals are playing some good baseball. Obviously the Braves were there last year and they kind of, but as you say, the cream rises to the top, and you've seen throughout this. You know, they've, I think they have it to a seven and a half game lead right now. But the Nationals are there; they're fighting for a wild card, and uh, like I think they've won fifteen of the last eighteen games, something like that, uh, to Nationals. So they're they're starting to find their own. Max Scherzer's a stud. Juan Soto, I mean Trey Turner stealing bases, uh, Anthony Rendon's mashing the ball at third base. So they have a good all around squad. I, I want to watch them Friday night. It's quite a pitching matchup. Patrick Corbin versus Mike Soroka for the Braves. Soroka's 10-1 with almost a, with a 2.24 ERA. That's pretty special, Andrew.
0: That's very and, special. Uh,
1: and, and Patrick Corbin, he signed the big offseason season contract. Uh, he was definitely in the eyes of Brian Cashman for the Yanks, but we didn't want to go the extra year. Uh, so it is what it is. But you know, he's got a nice 3.39 ERA, so he's kind of turned it around. So I want to see that pitching matchup. I'm going to take, take the dog here. I'm going to take the Nationals. I think they're going to ride hot. I'm going to ride my boy, the young phenom, the 20-year-old Juan Soto. He's going to give me two for four. He's going to hit a bomb, three RBI, and a walk for shits and giggles, Andrew.
0: Wow, bomb, three RBI, and a walk for shits and giggles. How about that call? And I love that game choice because we talked about it a little bit before, too. That Braves team is really good, and damn, are the Nationals playing well right now.
1: Yeah, like like you said, I believe they're only one or two games out of the wild card chase, the Nationals, now. Because, I mean, they were, they were middling below 500 for a second there. Yeah. But like I said, they, before the All-Star break, they, they legit turned it around. So, kudos to them, and let's go, Nationals.
0: Yeah, all right. I guess it's first and last time I'll ever want to hear that said on the Dad podcast.
1: There you go. Andrew, why don't you tell me what do you got? What
0: do you got? Well, it's funny that you said Friday night, Mr. Ronaldo, because I was originally gonna go with the Astros versus the Rangers because I'm like, man, this Rangers team's playing better baseball than people think. They're six games over 500. They're fighting for a wild card spot. The Astros are filthy. We all know that. Plus Verlanders on the hill, right? Then your boy Gutty Gutty the Gutterton wrote in on the Instagram. And I want to roll with your boy. So I'm literally. Gonna take what John Gut chimed in at the podcast. So Wednesday night, the Yankees are home versus the Tampa Bay Rays. Domingo Herman's on the mound. He's got an eleven and two record, three and four ERA. And as Mister Gutty the Gutterton guest on Instagram, Domingo Herman's gonna take the win here for the Yankees. I think the Yankees are gonna win this one by a score of five to one. He's going to go six and a third, have seven Ks, give up four hits, and one earned run. So, me and the gutster, Mr. Rinaldi, going together this week on the What Do You Got train.
1: Well, that's just kicking the crotch fantastic. As a diehard Yankee fan, I know John Guts is a big Domingo Herman fan. And listen, we just got to keep winning series, Andrew.
0: That's it. Just keep rattling them off, baby. That's it, and I, I just got to figure out who the heck we're trading and what we're getting back for it, and 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 the Metropolitans will be just fine. I promise, ladies and gentlemen, we will give you a what do you got scoreboard update during the seventy fifth edition. We just want to bring you back, and so we're not going to give you everything on the seventy fourth, and because we just we want to give you a reason to have to tune in for the seventy fifth next week.
1: Talk about a teaser teaser alert, right? <laughs> Yes, sir, Andrew.
0: Give it to him. Listen, in the meantime, I, I want you to check out the Rome show on Hamilton Network, HamiltonRadio.net. Check out Rome Squared on the Dab Podcast Network. And of course, you can date this Dab Podcast Show all the way back to January of 2018. There's a plethora of things on there. Check out the Dab Podcast Network. We've got a lot of good stuff going on. You know you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever, Anthony, the people listen to podcasts.
1: Frankly, if you're listening, give us a little shout-out. Give us a little love. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. I want to make this a full-time gig, Andrew, where we're talking sports five days a week. And we only really get that from folks, for your help, folks. So shout us out, give us a listen, and give us those five stars.
0: And you can always help out, by the way, if you go to anchor.fm. You can send donations to the Dab Podcast. Just saying, just saying. Twitter, Instagram, at Dab Podcast, Dab Podcast at gmail.com, Dab Podcast dot com. Get us everywhere. Get us anytime. I am Andrew Romanella. That is my partner, Anthony Rinaldi. And say goodbye to the people
1: are